Good morning and welcome to your Friday edition of the Holy Commutes podcast. My name is Tom Gannon and I am joined by two NWA national champions from Kalamazoo Wiffleball, Grant Miller and Mike Hogan. How are you guys doing? Doing good, Gannon. Thanks for having us. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Tom. Thanks for being on, guys. And uh, you know, I'm sure you guys are still coming down from the high of winning that championship. Just talk about the weekend. I mean, what were your thoughts going in? How did the whole journey go? And uh, how did you guys end up coming out on top? Yeah, uh, we are always uh, extremely pumped to get the NWLA tournament rolling. So uh, we are always battling every week in our league, trying to prepare uh, for the tournament. And uh, really enjoyed the uh, Barstool Casino and everything when we got there. Stayed there all three nights in the hotel. The venue was great. Had a great time leading up to it. And uh, once we got the games rolling, I thought uh, it was it just was really smooth and uh, the setup was great. So I thought uh, right off the bat, we had the, the pool play games and I thought we had a, a pretty challenging pool play uh, or a pool that we were in, but definitely uh, doable. So we had a good start to the to the day and kind of rolled on from there. So I remember Sunday morning at 8 a.m., I was playing with Wild and Wonderful Wiffle. We had lost our first game on Saturday night, so we played a second, but we wanted to get to Sunday. And we had the loser of HRL and you guys. And that game, I think it, that game went to extra innings, right? Seven innings, Gregory uh, with the walk-off. So to be honest, we were big HRL fans in that game. We were looking at Dodge Flackney, who obviously shoved against us and knocked us out of the tournament. But how big of a game was that for you? Because the way your bracket looked after that, I mean... It- yeah, after HRL, we had the uh, the NWA game, right? Yep, yep. But yeah, for uh, that HRL game, uh, we're very familiar with them. We've played them many times, and we knew we were going against Flackney, so it was going to be a real tough one. Um and you, yeah, we, he shoved against us in 2020 in the uh, championship game. Um, and we were hoping he wasn't going to do that again. And we did kind of get a little lucky that he uh, was having issues hitting the board. But uh, we know he's one of the best in the country. So uh, we got a, a couple runs there and got the victory. Um, it was a battle. They came all the way back, tied it up. I started that game through, through I think, four and a third. And then, uh, then we gave up a run. They tied it back up. And then... At the end there, Gregory got the walk-off hit. And before that, he had a walk-off homer. Uh, but was it Mippy who caught that in right field and completely robbed him of a homer? So Greg's had to do it again. Yeah, Mippy, that guy, uh, I told him this after him, but he's like the most low-key, silent assassin at that tournament. The dude just puts everything in play. If he doesn't, if you don't, if he doesn't put one in play, he's usually walking, tough to strike out. Um top-notch defender and he's so tall and lanky like like you said hogan i mean that ball gregory hit to a normal short guy like me i'm like having to jump up full extension to him <laughs> he just like barely jumped and just tapped it with one hand and, and caught it made it look easy so those hrl guys are just tough they all put the ball in place so much and uh i think that was the one thing we all talked about leading into that game was who do we want to pitch i know hogan you You've pitched against HRL like three or four times, right? I mean, so I know you were kind of hesitant, like, man, they've seen me. 
Um, but you're a lot different this year compared to prior years. So I don't know what your thoughts were going into that game. Yeah, that's a, I was thinking the same thing because uh, back, it was, it had been about four years ago. I faced them um, two times in uh, the same, same year. And then I had to face them again in an elimination game the next year. But then it's been a few years. I've added a few pitches and trying to change it up a little bit, but uh uh, Flackney was on me all game. I like I struck him out the first game, and then he hit a bomb off me second at bat. And I think he got a hit off me every time after that. So he was the he was the problem for me uh, this time. But I navigated pretty good through everybody else, and uh, luckily, I I think I only gave up one run if I remember correctly. Yeah, and and then we we kind of all made the call. I think you started. You went through. You went through four innings. Gave up the one, and then. It was out to the fifth, and it was the bottom of the order. It was Mippy, and there was a conversation. Hey, do we bring in Bear? Do we bring in Nate? What do we do? And um, Gregory ultimately decided, hey, let's go with – let's have Hogan go out, throw against Mippy, uh, just because Hogan was pounding the board so much. And Mippy, you know, he's more of a patient hitter. So let Hogan go right at Mippy, and then assuming he gets him out, then turn to a different pitcher – for Flackney, just to your point, because Flackney was seeing you so well. Um, so then, so then Bear came in and, and pitched really well. I can't even remember if he gave, if a runner even got on in that fifth inning. Um, so I think he cruised to that fifth inning. And then in the sixth inning, that did we go right to Nate then, Hogan, or, or was, or did he, Bear get in a little bit of trouble? And that's when Nate came in and closed it out and finished it through seven innings. Yeah, that's what happened. Uh, Bear came in, had just a little bit of trouble, um, and I think he gave up the one run to to have him tie it up. And then Nate came in, I believe, in a bases loaded one out jam, and got oh, him. Yeah. yeah, clutch. Yep, he's uh he's our closer and our and a starter. Nate's very valuable for us. And only other comment on that game was, um, you know, they started with Flackney and then they went right to Sib. And Sib, really, he he kept him in that game. I mean, I felt like we were on him a decent bit, but he just hits that low board so well. It's just tough to you know string together a bunch of hits, and he he's not walking people. So um, yeah, that was just another classic HRL Kalamazoo game. Uh, we play them every year, so <laughs> not surprising. And after that, you guys played NWA, and I heard that game was a little too close for comfort. You want to break that down? You could do that, Grant. Yeah, yeah. The the NWA game, uh, we were, you know, that's the quarterfinals, so they had to beat us twice. Um, we all really liked the matchup um, with them being a new squad, and they had surprised a bunch of teams. I mean, I, we were looking at the scores, and we're like, man, like these guys are staying in everything. And I think and every everybody was like, we got to go run with Nate, Nate Thornwell. We got to run with Nate and go to the quarterfinals. I was like the one guy playing devil's advocate, like, hey, if, if we really want to make a long run, should we save Nate's arm a little longer? And then NWA has to beat us twice anyways, and we could have Nate and Hogan for the CCW game, assuming we win. Um, so in, my, <laughs> in, in that aspect, I think I was like the one person kind of taking them for granted. Um, so all you guys made the right call. Um, and, and ultimately Gregory as manager made the right call of, of sticking with Nate because that ended up being a three, one game. And I think they were up one zero in the third. They started, um, I think his name's Landon. 
Um, but he's just a super crafty pitcher. I mean, he's got, he doesn't throw overly hard. I don't, I don't even think he's throwing, I'd be surprised if he's throwing 75 miles an hour. Um, maybe, maybe that when he maxes out, but it's probably living around like 70 to 75 and he's just got this, a slider. He's got a riser. He's got this really nice kind of like, he calls it like a knuckle curve, but it's kind of like a super drop. Um, and he was just mixing and hitting spots and keeping us off balance. And we really, really struggled against him. And um, I had the home run in the third or fourth that ended up being the difference. But besides that, they were just tough to beat. And Nate threw another gem that game. I mean, they had one solo shot, and, and that was really it. They had a couple hits. But um, that seemed like a pretty clean game. But definitely, yeah, more, more pressure than I would have thought it was. I don't know, Hogan, if you had a different take on that or not. Yeah, I uh, did not know much about this team at all. I uh, didn't know what to expect, um, but their their hitting was uh, really, really good for uh, not seeing these uh, pitchers. I mean, they're, they're a new team to the tournament, so I figured, we, you know, Nate would be able to get through them pretty easily, but they were on them pretty good, fouling things off and having good at-bats all game. Um, we knew that a, they could run into one at any time, so... Uh, that was a nail biter for sure. And yes, the pitcher, um, I hit that game and he was mixing it up so well, throwing that crazy, uh, that, that kind of chain and riser. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, I guess, I don't know if it's a knuckle curve or a super drop, but whatever it is, it sounds nasty. Yeah, it's just like a little, I wouldn't call it a super drop because it didn't, doesn't have that huge violent drop, but yeah, it's just, he's, he's actually spinning it like a curveball in baseball and it's just a different speed and a different look. And what did it start at your face? Uh, it would, I, I don't know if it was necessarily like that. It was kind of more of like a 11 to five drop, you know, um, it was more of a change of the speeds and then it would, you'd get you on your front foot and it kind of fade away from you a little bit. Yeah, and he hit the board with it. It would hit like bottom board almost every time. So you're like, ah, oh, it's not making it, and it hit the bottom bottom board. So uh, he just located it super well too. I think I'm going twelve to six curveball. Final answer. That's acceptable. Oh, yep, yep, very acceptable. All right, so you guys get past these guys, and you're into the semifinals. What is it like under the KWL tent or wherever you guys were sitting? After that game, because I know you guys had a really long layoff between that game and the others, because CCW played two games against Mid Atlantic, and there was a quarterfinal matchup. Yeah, we had a long layoff, and uh, we were thankful that they played another game, so we got a little bit more rest, uh, got some food in us, and kind of got our you know wits about us. And uh, they might have got a little tired playing all those games under the sun that long. So I'm not, not sure if that factored in at all, but uh, it had to have helped a little bit. Yeah, and I feel like we, when we won, we're like, okay, who are we going to play? CCW Maw, and we're all asking around, like, who would you rather play? It was pretty much a consensus. No matter who you get, it's going to be, a really tough game to win. I mean, those teams, I think if you were to ask the majority of people um, pre-tournament, those are the two teams who probably are your tournament favorites, just in terms of talent and what they've done in the past. Um, so we knew it would be a tough one either way. And I'd agree. I mean, those are the t top two teams going into the tournament, at least for me. 
Yeah. And I kept always thinking like, man, who do we like match up better? And I honestly, in, in that case, I don't think it really mattered. Like you're going to get a stud pitcher and whatever offense you're going to face had a lot of firepower. So it, it, they're about as equal as you can get in that tournament, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, DCW knocks out Mid-Atlantic. I believe it was Smithy versus McElrath in that game. Yes. Extra innings, they walk it off. You know what inning it was? It was, I want to say that was the ninth. Taylor Carpenter um, with the shot. Because they were going for a while, and I'm sure you guys were loving the fact that game two went into extra innings. <laughs> yeah and that was like the first time i was actually able to watch uh smitty throw live um so that was like fun because i hadn't seen him throw live before and i had never seen mckelrath throw clean ball live um at least like over the last year or two um since he's been on this dominant run so it was like a really entertaining game to watch hogan i, I don't know you probably stayed more inside more than watching it just because you were pitching yeah, I knew I was pitching that next game. I was just trying to stay cool and get hydrated and get my mind right because I knew whoever I was facing was probably going to be the toughest game uh, of my life. <laughs> All right, well, let's get right into the toughest game of your life. Uh, I m actually missed this game. I was over at the Wild Things Park already. So what happened? How'd you win? Well, uh, I believe right off the bat, well, yeah, right off the bat, um, didn't grant i think hit hit a two-run bomb uh to get us up 2-0 and um and then uh i think i got through the first inning and then i think it was either the second or third uh they hit a, a smithy hit a a shot off my riser home run solo shot so it was two to one and i had a feeling that i couldn't give up any more runs the rest of the game because uh, they were pitching so well. Uh, it's just so hard going against their their starting pitching. It's unbelievable how talented they are, and uh, they just they have so much more like more velo like than I do. They're throwing in mid nineties. I'm probably sitting low eighties if I'm lucky. So I had to pull out my full arsenal. I literally threw all six pitches that I have and just trying to make them guess the whole time. And luckily they didn't run into one. So I got got lucky there. And then uh, the rain started coming at the end of the game. And we're like, oh, my gosh, here we go again, because that's how we got knocked out last year against Skibby, the, the huge downpour. And uh, I was pitching that game, and I got pulled because I couldn't hit the board. So I had, like, two outs to go in the rain, and I just did everything I could to keep it near the board and got through it. I'm absolutely elated. I, I can't – like, when that game ended, I – the emotion that I felt was insane. As you guys probably saw in that little clip, I just couldn't even control myself. <laughs> Dude, Hogan, what, that was like easily the best game he ever threw, in my opinion. I mean, I've seen him pitch a lot, and he, like he said, he literally had every pitch working. He was hitting spots, mixing it up. Um, he was even throwing some change-ups in there. Um, so, yeah. Kudos to you, Hogan, because I know that was a big game, and I know you were disappointed because the last two years you hadn't really thrown as much as any of us would have liked just because how it worked out. Um, but this year uh, it it was well worth the wait, that's for sure. And, and just to add a little more context to um, that game, so um, in the first inning, Reed came out. So Reed threw – apparently Reed threw earlier in the game. This is just 
what we heard. I have no clue if this is actually right or not. I think it was against Ma, and they ended up pulling him early because it sounded like maybe he had control issues. Again, no idea if that's true or not. Yeah, I think that is what happened, and then they put in uh, Witty, who had thrown all day before that, and he pitched great. Yeah, yeah, they were close. They're knocking on the door at the end there, um, and that we were that CCW was like smoking ball. I think Robles, like someone, it might have been Dudas, hit just like a line drive right at Robles. I mean, absolutely smoked, and Robles just went up and grabbed it, and I think that might ended the game or. Then they might hit another hard one right to Robles, a ground ball, and he fielded it clean. So that was close. Um, but like going into that first inning with CCW, we knew Reed was having control issues. So our whole plan was, okay, like we're going to make him work for it, and we're not going to get his confidence up by you know being ultra aggressive right out of the gate. So he ended up walking the bases loaded. Hogan, was it with no outs or one out? Do you remember? I don't remember. I think it was no outs, but I, I can't remember. I was focused yeah, so in I mean, on the sideline just on pitching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, he was like in this like deep pinch and uh we were feeling really good. We're like, man, we're this is like what we need. And I was on second and Nate was up and I started doing something pretty bush and everybody knew it. And the, it at the time I was trying to one, obviously, hey we're like this close, like any run matters. So I was trying to give Nate any advantage possible. And I was literally like telling him like, okay, slider, riser, whatever, um, with my hand. So it wasn't even like hiding, uh, the pitch and CCW, the whole team, they got all pissed at me and Rielan. And, you know, usually I'm not the villain of any game, but <laughs> that was like the one inning I was actually the villain, but it didn't, what it did was it, it didn't distract Reed more like I was hoping. I was hoping it'd make Reed think more and, and get more erratic. If anything, it just fired them up more. And Reed ended up striking out two batters in a row. And <laughs> it was awesome. I, w- I really wish Weiner had this on video because Reed strikes out. It might have been Gregory. And Reed jumps off the mound and turns around. And he's just like, he kind of bends down and just lets out this loud scream. And all these CCW guys are like, F you, Grant, F you. And they're, they're getting all into it. It was it was like electric for them. And then I get in the dugout and all the guys are like, Grant, you idiot. <laughs> Gregory, Gregory was telling me as I was doing it, like, Grant, cut it out. That's Bush. I was like, no, screw this. You know, in my head, I'm like, no, I'm gonna rattle Reed and it completely backfired. So just a kind of a funny note um for, for the people who didn't see that game. So after that happened, you you knew in your head, oh, I have to hit a home run now. Oh my gosh. I, I was just like, wow, I'm such an idiot. Uh, but I like that whole time when they were coming at me, like I kept my composure and just was like, okay, go ahead. Give me, give me you guys a smoke. You know, like I'm all good with it. I want to win this too. So when that happened, I was like, man, this sucks. And then that, it was literally the next at bat after that, um, was when I hit the two run home run and like, Inside of me, I wanted to be, you know, like chirp back, but I knew like that would be the like most stupid move ever because then I would just fire him up even more. So I didn't say anything to them and kind of kept it quiet and we just kind of kept on with our business. But um, besides that, I mean, we really didn't have that many hits with Reed. I think Nate had another hit um, in there. Bear put a couple in play. I'm not sure if he actually got a hit, but like Reed really did throw 
um, a gem outside of that. Once he got past that first inning trouble and then outside of the home run, I mean, he threw a gem. So luckily Hogan just was able to outdo, outdo him. So that, that, that game is all Hogan, all Hogan. So we wouldn't be where we are today without him there. So. Well, I appreciate that, Grant. But, but yeah, uh, going against Reed, he's one of the best pitchers in the country. Just seeing him throw, it's insane. I, you almost question yourself if you even have a chance to beat this guy uh, with that lineup, too, man. Any of those dudes can go yard on you at any time. So uh, I'm just glad it un- unfolded the way it did. Who who were you most scared of, or who were like? I mean, their whole lineup is scary. Like all the those guys are good. Scary, I think I think Hogan. You just, <laughs> yeah, you can't just pick one out. All of them scary. But if I had to go about how I was thinking at first, um, it's it was the lefty. What what was his name? Carpenter, Taylor. Carpenter. Okay, yeah, I saw him hit the bomb uh, the game before, and uh, I knew he was hot. And I and I had a little trouble with Flackney earlier in the tournament, a lefty. So I was very concerned about that at bat. But then it was Smithy who hit the home run off me. So then it's flipped to, okay, now I got to worry about him the most because he's on me. So I was trying to switch it up the most with him. And then uh, the other, uh, Reed and Dudas are just so intimidating in the box. So I, I just was trying to make them guess on what was coming. That was my number one strategy. Just don't let them sit on anything. And it worked. And getting back to the sort of signs thing with Grant, you're on second base for that, right? Yeah, yeah, I was on second base. So I, I think it's worth <laughs> noting that, that first of all, that's not against the rules, and second of all, like you can hide the ball, especially someone like Warner with giant hands. You can, you can, and he, you can't tell the batter what's coming if the guy on second base can't see the ball. You know, hold the ball in front of you, or just change your grip when you're winding up. I don't know. Right. I just think people that get so mad about that, like, just stop you from doing it. Come on. Right, right. I feel like that's a gray area in wiffle ball, and it's just kind of frowned upon. I don't want to be those guys doing that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. That's why you don't really see us doing that. But, um, again, I, I told all the guys after the game, too, like, hey, I, I acknowledge that that was, that was Bush, and I apologize. And like, no, it's okay. <laughs> I was waiting for, like, one of them to sock me as we were going to uh, shake hands after the game. Nah, nah, they only would have socked you if runs actually came across that inning. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, what was the game after that? The finals? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, in, in, so when we went there, it was cool because it was we, we were obviously weighing. We weren't sure if we were going to be playing Skippy or Ridley. Um. But it, when we went there, they were having the MLW meetup. So there's all these kids here. So it was like, cool. You're like coming in there and there's already all these fans and kids. And um, the field was awesome. So the atmosphere was like already, already amazing before, well, well before the game was even starting. Uh, I, I don't know, Hogan, if you had any more takes or thoughts on that, just how well of a job that Davies did setting all that up. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Uh, it was one of the coolest uh, like fields I've played on in uh, this style. Uh, and, of course, the ESPN Plus, all the different camera angles. Uh, Gannon, you did a phenomenal job on the broadcast. I just thought the whole setup was just perfect. I couldn't imagine how it could be any better. 
and just the fact that it was a great game. Like the biggest thing I was worried about was the game like not being close or just being a bunch of walks, and that just was not what happened. Right, right. That was what I always was thinking too. No matter who was playing, I was like, I just really hope it's like a good game, and that actually it actually was like a very quick game. Um, besides that last half inning, uh, but besides that, it was like very, very smooth and it had hits and it had home runs and strikeouts, kind of everything you'd want in a championship game. But I was going to ask you, Hogan, who, if you could have picked between Skibby and Ridley, who, who, one, who would, who did you want to play? And then two, who did you think would be a better matchup for us? I wanted to play Skibby just because we're, you know, the two uh, original teams that never won it and all that. So if we both get in there, one of us is going to win it. And I love all those guys on Skibby's team, super great guys. And I've got to know them over the years. And I, I love all the Ridley Park guys, too. Um, and I do think Skibby maybe was a little better matchup for us. I don't know. It's close. I feel like maybe the pitching was... That's a that's a tough call. It depends who you're facing um, on the mound, like who they have available to pitch each team. But I had a a tough one two years ago against Ridley. Uh, they beat me in the bottom of the sixth inning and scored a ton of runs on me. We only needed one run against Loftus, and they got me. So that stuck with me for a long time. So that would have been a good rematch to for us to beat them again. But I think it was pretty cool that Skibby made it with us. Yeah, yeah, I. I definitely wanted Skibby um, for a couple reasons. Like you said, they're one of the OG teams who hadn't won it. So we knew that if we both were in it, one of us would and get that monkey off the bat. And then two um, was just as you alluded to earlier in the conversation, how they beat us last year. We were 4-0. They were 4-0. It was the second double elimination game. And we ended up losing 13-8 in like all, I don't know if all 13 runs, but the majority of those 13 runs were just walks because it was during the gust and the wind. Um, so it, it just felt like, man, that game, what could have it, what could have been if, if we could have won that game? So it was like a sweet rematch. Um, but I agree with you. I think um, knowing that Cam just pitched for Skibby, um, obviously Crosley's really, really good, but. Um, you like your chances against a Crosley over over a Cam um, for sure, um, especially for us because I, th- I think I think the velo pitchers tend to get us more than the crafty pitchers. All right, yeah, and then obviously you guys go on to win that game. You guys are down in the last inning, so walk me through I guess the beginning of that inning and then the pitching change because. It looked like to me that Crosley kind of just took himself out. Like, it would, would maybe they just had talked about it before the inning or something. But there wasn't really any sort of mound visit, right? Do you recall, Hogan? I, I feel like it, yeah, it kind of almost seemed mutual. Like, he looked over and then Sam came out. I, there didn't seem to be an argument, right? Yeah, I think it was a pretty quick, uh, take out because what Gregory was up first he got the walk and then I got up next and then I had the hit to the wall and then I think you got out next Grant and then another walk and then they were loaded oh no I'm sorry it was uh Nate got a hit and then uh another walk and they were loaded so I think once they were loaded it was all right it's time to time to go with someone new I'm thinking I think when they took the lead in the inning before they must have talked about it maybe his his arm was running out. Well, I had heard 
and I don't even remember who said this. Um, it might have been someone on our team, so who knows if this is right. But I had heard that you know he had thrown a lot of innings that game or or that tournament already. So I had heard that he he didn't have a lot left in the tank anyways, and he was just going to try and give them as much as they could. So um, maybe that was part of it. Was hey he <laughs> he wasn't even planning to go that far, and he pitched so great. Um, but that was like a big discussion on our end was like, man, like if we were in that situation, what would have we done? Yada, yada. Cause it was tough. And, um, I think it's Freeber is how you pronounce his last name. He, he had good stuff, but, um, this was his first tournament. So that's it, just a lot of pressure. And, um, I was talking to Cam after the game and he said that he's just through, had through phenomenal, um, earlier in the tournament. Um, so he was definitely talented, but I mean, for your first tournament to get put in that situation is definitely a lot of pressure. And I know there's plenty of guys out there who would like that, but um, even if you're looking to get that pressure, um, I, it's tough to perform on that stage like that. So, what surprised they made the decision so quickly? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gannon, what's your thoughts on that? Like, what what would have you done in their in their shoes? I mean, I don't know. I just think at that point, it's kind of his game to lose. I feel like. He was just pitching so good for so long, keeping you guys off balance. I'm just kind of surprised they didn't leave him in there to try to get two more outs. Yeah, I think that was kind of the consensus thought on our team. That's easy to say now. If they leave him in, maybe you guys win anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's a Monday night quarterback. Yeah, he was definitely keeping us off balance. And they, and they had the whole situation. We knew this where earlier in the tournament, they had Leroy down to their last out, and they were up 4-1. to one. With one out left to go, and ended up like walking in six runs. So I'm sure that was playing into that decision. Was hey, and just maybe part of that inning was what happened earlier. That might have been in the back of their minds. I mean, last three outs are the toughest ones to get. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hogan, did you? What were your thoughts like when we once when we went out there going in the sixth, top of the sixth when Nate was pitching? It was one to one. Did you and and then Sam hits a home run, complete dagger. Then Cam hits sorry, two to one, just adding insurance runs, but big insurance runs. So Sam hits it, and then Cam hits it, both huge daggers. What what was going through your head when you were on the bench watching? Yeah, uh, they just grabbed all the momentum, and it just took, obviously got a couple insurance runs. And usually that's enough to get her done uh, with with these uh, elite pitchers. I mean, Crosley was pitching amazing. He absolutely had he me like mystified the the my first four at bats. I think I struck out my first four at bats. He was throwing that screw drop, which we do not see with clean ball very often. And then he'd throw that hard slider up high. I literally was just sitting on that hard slider all day, and I finally got it in like my sixth at bat and put a little <laughs> something on it. But so, I mean, he had my number all game. Um, he was, he was unbelievable. So once we were down, I just, I knew we could do it. I knew we weren't going to give up because we've, we've came back. We're all, you know, pretty tough minded and we're just going to grind out every single pitch as hard as we can. That's just what we do. And then once we got a little momentum going with a, a walk, a hit, another hit, I'm like, all right, it's time. We just need one, one big hit or start grinding, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, once Gregory got on and then um, you got on, it to me it was like, okay, it's four to one, but this game feels like 
so winnable now, <laughs> which is crazy to say, like only a two batter change. And we were, we were all talking Gannon afterwards that if Hogan's ball, cause everyone off the bat, I thought Hogan's ball was a home run and it kind of, I don't know. It kind of just died or it had weird spin on it. Came back down. Yeah. I was trotting but, and I'm like, Oh crap, I got to run. I can't <laughs> get thrown out here. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I truly think we were all saying this, that if that was a home run, that would have been, kind of a clearing it would have cleared the slate and then all of a sudden it would have been nobody on base three to four with no outs i think that might have been less pressure than having it first and second no outs one to four uh, just because you have yeah. the illusion of runners on base i agree with that having the runners on and you don't have any room for error you just are going to keep putting dudes on i agree with that for sure and they say sometimes a home run can actually kill a rally Mm-hmm. Sounds ridiculous, but yeah, it is ridiculous. But this might be the one exception, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it seriously does, yeah, yep. Especially when there haven't really been runners on base all game. Exactly. Yeah. That's the. Yeah, it was something else for them to handle. Something a little different. Yep. After the pitching change, you guys end up winning on a walk-off walk. Oh, it sounds anticlimactic, but you guys celebrated pretty good like did it feel anticlimactic for you guys at all or just having anticipated it for so long and playing so many years did it not matter how you won yeah i don't i don't think it really mattered at all uh i i mean that's that's the game uh we've seen it many times you uh, you, you do have to hit the board in this game and and if and if you can't uh, you're gonna give up walks and and things happen so i thought the whole game was just super competitive with striking out got hits got all sorts of stuff so i mean it was just those last three where of course whenever you you know you bring in a a new pitcher in that situation i'm not gonna you know i don't want to be the guy swinging at a ball and, and losing the game for us i mean i'm 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 gonna make him throw me one or two and then then i'm going after it make him prove that he can hit it that's kind of what you think every time they put a new pitcher in in any game so i just i just think that's wiffle ball mm-hmm. yeah and and the fact that like a lot of the guys are like specifically airs has been going there for every tournament um and a lot of our team i mean hogan you're 39 gregory's 40 38 <laughs> 38 uh you know aj tate's 43 ayers 41 something like that i mean our window is closing uh whether we like it or not just because of you know how old we're getting so um i that's like my i, I wanted to win so bad just so like you guys could get get that dub because you guys have been going there a lot longer than i have so um i was just so pumped for everybody that was my 10th tournament, uh, this one was, so lucky number 10, finally got it. <laughs> <laughs> and it felt good, too, because uh, we, haven't, we haven't brought it up yet, and um, we, all, we all talked with, uh, I don't know if everybody talked with Carl, but um, we all kind of, uh, he, he had a, a good podcast series and everything, and on, on his series, it's just funny because he in part of it's drama. So I mean, I, me personally, I didn't take it too personally. Um, and but like as a squad, we we were like, man, like we're not getting a lot of love here. We're not that we're necessarily the favorites, but we're like we're writing it every year. And it's just so funny, like listening back to that podcast and 
he was saying like, no chance, no chance. So that was kind of like our slogan for the week was no chance guys, no chance. And it's funny on that podcast, it was us and Skibby and we were the two in the championship. So it's like, you couldn't script that any better. So um, Carl, if you're listening, everybody still loves you. So uh, and like, he's just trying to stir the pot. Like it's in a way, it's almost like he called it. Exactly. Yep. We get it. Oh yeah. Do you guys have any closing thoughts? Or uh, any details about what the celebration was like? Oh, man. We've been celebrating for, what, three days now? Two days? I don't even know. <laughs> I haven't gotten any sleep. You know, doing <laughs> doing interviews with the news and all this stuff. We're like, we're like celebrities here in Kalamazoo now. We had a huge celebrate. We played Wiffle Monday night. We had our normal league. So everybody came up and kind of had a huge party and played Wiffle. So that was fun. And I just appreciate all, you know, the support and love we get from all the, the guys across the country that we meet every year. And just I just love the whole community and how much fun it is. I, it's just awesome. Ditto. Ditto. Well said. All right. Yeah, I, I don't have anything better to say than that. So thanks for listening. See you guys next week.